0: Hi, and welcome to the podcast Shadow Dance Edge. And I wanna share our guest right now that's coming on, helps people get clarity around what they want in life, guiding us to identify our self-sabotaging patterns. She helps us to stop overwhelm, which I totally need, and recenter in the midst of chaos. Her Self Academy programs are available for anyone who's aligned with taking back control of their life and building a better relationship with themselves. Welcome to the Shadow Dance Edge podcast, Kat Lindquist.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Heather. It's so glad to be here. Hey, I'm so glad to have yeah. you. Um, so yeah. I just I need to
0: know. I mean, we've talked recently, but we're a different person every day, really. Every so day. I want to ask, what's alive for you right now in your world? What are you passionate about?
1: Oh, right now, I am deeply passionate about adoption. Um, I'm an adoptee, and uh, for 53 years, it's something that has come and gone. It's kind of ebbed and flowed in my life. I've had times where it's been very prevalent and very in the forefront, and times where it's been very in the background, just kind of an underlying piece. But it's something that has uh, come up recently in the last several years, and I have some exciting things to share about that as, as we go along. And it really sparked me to understand that there's a lot of adoptees, adoptive parents, and birth parents out there that need support to make the shifts in their lives so that this adoption experience that we've had, which for a lot of people tends to have negativity and negative consequences we want to turn that around so that everyone can thrive in the life that they choose to live wow it sounds like something
0: so much of the world needs to hear and have somebody to help guide them through right now. And and I know from your past, you've always been a coach and you usually coach around the topic of relationships, Mm -hmm. starting with the relationship we have with ourselves. And since this was so present for you, what I've noticed is that you've started really gearing your coaching toward people who are needing this type of coaching. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Absolutely. When, when I started uh, several years ago in my coaching journey, I started with a coach who taught me how to do the work that I, I now give to others and support others with, and through that experience, I was able to bring up something that I never even knew was a shadow it was it and it was a very very deep shadow and i know we we talked about this several years ago it was the shadow that said i'm a mistake and i should never have been born and i had no idea that the shadow was even in me or how it was directing my life or how it was even supporting me in my life until my coach had a process that it was ready to surface and it was ready to show itself. And through that process, it was very, very interesting. A, a, a shadow that I had never even known came up was willing to transform that night. And in its transformation that night through through the coaching session that I had with with my my mentor it put me on a pathway where I was able to find my birth family and to actually connect with my birth family after over 50 years. And because of the work that I've done for the last 10 years of my personal development, I was able to approach it in a way that was very open and accepting no matter what their their answer was going to be. Whether they said, yes, we'd like to get to know you, we'd like to reestablish a relationship, or if their answer would have been, no, we've let that ship sail and we wish you all the best.
0: Was it initially easy for you to be open to seeking them out? Or did you have to go through something to convince yourself that that was gonna be okay and everything was gonna turn out okay, no matter what the answer was?
1: in the experience that I had through, I would say for, for years, for, and for most of my life, I, I've really, I will call it, I hemmed and hawed. And there were times in my life where I thought about trying to find my parents, trying to find my family. Did I really want to do that? I did some searching here and there over the years, but it really didn't, produce anything and certainly until DNA came around and the internet really got established that was something that was very difficult to do. So with this process it actually was very easy to make the decision and I knew that I was ready and I knew that because this particular shadow had transformed and had integrated that I was ready no matter what their answer was going to be.
0: Do you work with only people who find themselves ready? Or do you also work with people who are still looking for the courage and strength to become ready to hear the truth um, inside of that particular situation?
1: Yeah, it's really important for me to work with all levels of people. So whether someone is just beginning their journey or they're in a phase of I'm not sure what I really want out of this. I I want something but I'm not sure what. Um and and it could be that the journey begins with the way that you approach yourself. And as you said before, I the the biggest And most important relationship that we have is the one that we have with ourselves. As an adopted person, that is one of the biggest questions that most adoptees have is, who am I? Because there's such a disconnect and a loss of our genetic family, our biological family, that it feels like we don't know who we are. And one of the biggest gifts that I, I help people to realize that they have is they are whole and complete as they are. And this, is, this was something my coach taught me and it was so profound. It was truly one of the most profound things that I have learned through all of this is that whether I know my DNA family or not, my biological family or not, it doesn't take away the fact that that I am connected to them. Mm. I cannot belong more or less to my biological family, whether I know them or not. And that was, that was a really big thing for me to accept and to integrate. And once I did that, I was, I recognized it. It doesn't matter what their answer is what I wanted to see was the DNA and that's that's where I started so I did a DNA search and I found people in my family tree and it took some searching after that but I had so much fun I had so much fun doing the search (laughs) it was such a joy and I I every night I was just like oh I get to do more searching. Ooh, I get to do more searching. Ooh, let me go down this path and this path and this path and this path. And then literally all of a sudden I went, oh, I think this might be them. Oh, I think this might be, oh, oh my gosh. I, I think I found them. Oh, oh the search is over. Oh, <laughs> there was this little moment of letdown. It was the weirdest thing. I went, oh, the search is over. And now what? Now what? And, and and at that point, it really was a decision. It was a decision. I had found them on paper, and I had to make the decision whether I was going to take the next step or not. Mm. And for me, it it I just I did the soul searching. I connected into my superconscious and into my intuitive self. And I said, "Is this the right step for me to take? And I got a resounding yes. That's
0: amazing. Um, I have a question here. What is magnetic mind work?
1: So magnetic mind work is the methodology that I use in my coaching. It's a very unique methodology that supports people to let go of old beliefs, patterns, habits, experiences, so that they can rewire their brain and create a new pathway in life.
0: That sounds amazing, and this works for anybody, not just your anybody your current target market.
1: Correct, correct. Um, I have worked with people on uh, various types of relationships, on business, on finances, on health. Um, it's it really works in all aspects of life, and in fact, we take a holistic approach. So, when I work with somebody, even if my target market or my my audience is people who are adopted, I help them see their life in a holistic way. So we touch on things around finances and relationships, as well as health, because everything is integrated into who you are. And when one piece is affected, they're all affected. Yeah. And when one piece is transformed, they're all transformed.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you help people when they are working on their growth edges Which brings me back to my next question, which is, as an entrepreneur, what is your biggest, juiciest edge right now that you're working on? Like if you had, if you were going to pick up the phone and call someone tomorrow, like what is like that thing that you could so easily procrastinate on or run the other direction, but you really should be doing, what is that? I want to hear.
1: What is that? Right now, I am... Building an audience on TikTok.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> and and that that is yeah. And I've I have set my goal to doing two TikToks a week, and I do find there are times where I only get one, and it's like, why why is why do I feel this is so hard? Why is I I've done videos before. I mean, you've seen me in in other realms where. I have done a weekly show for an hour but to make this 3 minute video on TikTok it's like whoa what's what is up with this and I'll be honest um the very first TikTok that I did I really just I just put myself out there I was very excited to do it and um I don't know I'll, I'll watch my language on this one but I really got poo-pooed on by a few um very not very nice people and it really hurt my heart really hurt my heart that these people would come at me in such a way when they didn't know anything about me they didn't ask me anything they didn't inquire about the work that I do or how I do it or why I do it everything was there it there were some very serious attacks And it, it took weeks, literally weeks for me to process through all of this and to understand that their attack is really not about me. It's not about what I do. It is about something that's happening within them that I was just a trigger for. And that allowed me to take that breath, let them go. I blocked them all. I embraced all their comments and just had to say no no this is my work this is what i stand for you can go have your own platform you can say whatever you want on your platform this is my platform stay off my platform
0: wow and, do and you like literally type that in like tell them those things or did you just think it in your mind
1: i thought it in my mind because i didn't want to create any additional fuel And I just, uh, and and the block button is my friend now. It is my friend. I really appreciate
0: you sharing that because that is like one of my biggest fears. Like Shadow right now is like my little inner child is jumping up and down going, see, it happened to her. It happened to her. It's going to happen to you too. And it's like one of the reasons I don't jump on TikTok. But it sounded, can you repeat the things that you, because I need to hear this. I mean, this yeah yes, the audience gets to hear it too. Yeah, <laughs> like For me, me personally, like that is a big fear for me, that showing it's huge. up and being seen out of context. Yes. They don't know me. They don't ask no. any questions and they just poo poo all over me. Right. Yeah. So repeat again, your ways that you get through that so that mm-hmm. you can then continue to post on tiktok twice a week oh
1: yeah absolutely the the first thing i had to do was i had to breathe really breathing was it because it my immediate response was that you i just clammed up and i and i was shocked i was so shocked how somebody could truly be that much of a bully when we're all adults here We are all adults and yes i was bullied as a child but we're all adults here let's let's behave as adults and very clearly not adults so i had to breathe and then i had to allow myself to cry and feel the pain and just say yes that hurt that really hurt and once i let the hurt through then i said okay Now, really look at what are they saying. And what they're saying is they have a fear of entrepreneurs. They have a fear of the spiritual. They have a fear of anything that is not a licensed therapist to support an adoptee through their trauma. And in their, from their perspective, it is, it is a, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the things they said about me, Um, that I was a charlatan. I mean, literally, I mean, there were things like, you know, that I was a charlatan, that I was preying on adoptees um, for profit because I was selling coaching. And not and, and that I wasn't a licensed, you know, that I wasn't a licensed therapist and, you know, all these other things. And it's like, oh, that's that's so interesting that they think the only way for someone to address the things that they would like to work on is through a licensed therapist. That's their that's their perspective. Hmm. And they're welcome to have that perspective. But it doesn't fit my paradigm. no.
0: All right, I have a really important question for you. If you could just ask the universe for one thing and knew that it could happen that could help, like, just really fast forward you into mm-hmm. whatever, however, you wanted to grow and you felt fully supported in it and everything, what yeah. would you ask for?
1: Mm. I would ask to be put on a stage where I could talk to at least 500 people about what I do, and take them through one of my processes to show them how effective and how transformative the work is that I can help them with. That's awesome.
0: So Kat Linquist, it was great having you on your show. Um, if you have any final words for us, especially for people that might be afraid of the truth... Of Mm -hmm. finding out something that they really that could really bring them back to center back to grounding Mm -hmm. but they're afraid of knowing the truth do you have some words for us to to help us make the decision to move forward in finding that truth i'd love to
1: hear it Mm -hmm. i think that when we are searching for truth one of one of the things I have found over time is a lot of people tend to look for truth outside themselves. We look for truth in our financial situation. We look for truth in in our health. We look for truth in our relationships, whether that's family or romantic. And it seems like we are always searching for something outside of us. And one of the biggest things that I've learned in my in my lifetime and in my journey is the truth that i think most of us are seeking is it lies within and when we allow ourselves to go inward and trust our intuition and trust our higher self we will we will find what we're looking for and we will be able to see life and see our life experience from a whole new perspective.
0: Thank you, Cat Linquist. Welcome. Your time here with us today. You're
1: so welcome. Thank you for having me.